You're listening to the Burgundy Blogcast, presented by Burgundy Blog and hosted by Sports Channel 8. In this week's episode, we try to find the bright side of the Redskins' offensive line woes. Repeatedly <clears throat> blows the snap count, so I mean, I, nobody else was ready. Made for some solid vines, though. Oh, dude's <laughs> just getting blown by. <laughs> Brent tells us what he wants out of the team at this point. Just be competent. Just be be professional. That's that's what we're dying to see right yep. now. And we try to decide if tennis has the best replay system or if they're just fooling us. But I always do wonder that. I'm like, well, why the hell is the graphic ever going to like disagree with, with what the ruling was? <laughs> like, That's all it is. you know. We also talk the Redskins' chances of winning the division. Spoiler alert, I like them more than Brent. All that and more on the Burgundy Blogcast. So if it weren't for the music copyright thing, uh, I'd be kicking us off with We Are the Champions, I think, in honor of the uh, Panthers' domination of the Redskins. Um, game went about how you'd expect, you know, what you and I both t- think to be. No, no, I mean, a good team versus a – you're the one who keeps telling the Redskins they're a bad team. So I'm just saying take the team team. I mean, I don't it, – it, it, I wouldn't say when how I expected. I think that, you know. Uh, when it went like a – Top five in the league, however low you put the Panthers right now, they've got to be in your yeah. top five power rankings yeah. against a, a bottom half, at least, yeah. you know, yeah. Redskins team, right? Maybe, yeah, I don't, oh, yeah, I'm, maybe, maybe the Redskins I mean, are I threatening I didn't for, think the Redskins were going to win. Okay, but, sorry, sorry. You know, I didn't think they were going to crap the bed like that. Um. So what? What? What did you expect? Yeah. I mean, the the the. Uh, I, I was. I, here's what I was uh, surprised. I was surprised that the Redskins only had like f- f- two running yards, three, four. Oof. I can't remember. It's like seriously a single digit. I know that. Fourteen I, rushing yards. Uh. But when when you make somebody completely one dimensional, and and that one dimensional is is a quarterback that. If mm-hmm. if we don't have a final verdict on it's still iffy up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know that's a recipe for for not very good. What what were no you? Uh, what was most surprising in the blow? What fell fell apart the most? If you if you thought it was going to be a little bit closer than that? Uh, you know Panthers have have great defense. I, I didn't really uh, I didn't expect the Redskins would would be able to run the ball very well. Fourteen yards is ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> they got to double digits. I swear I Hold on, I, I got to give a quick digits. shout out to my to to a buddy. Okay. My buddy, uh, a, a good friend, Michael A. Fulton, whose Twitter handle is at Michaela Fulton. He very he's a he's a Panthers fan and very proudly um, uh, tweeted me the, the 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 statistic that the I think the 14 rushing yards was the fewest uh, ever allowed by the Panthers in a game in their history. Nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, they. You know, I think it's came down to the Redskins clearly were the inferior team. I think that they were going to need some big plays to keep it close and certainly to win. They got the one from Deshaun Jackson, yeah. which was actually a really nice throw by Cousins. Hey, Deshaun Jackson, uh, hello. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah. But, you know, it was it – was, they were never going to be able to, like, sustain numerous uh, long drives. So it was going to come down to big plays. And they made five turnovers, so like that's pretty much, 
yeah. insurmountable. How bad has uh, has Cousins been a fumbler, or was that sort of a new new twist? No, yeah, that's not. He he's had you know. First of all, he gets the ball out quickly, and he's for the most part, people have been pleased with his pocket presence. Those two fumbles that was kind of out of character. One one of those sacks was uh, uh, thought to be because the the center, the Josh Laribius, yes. the backup center, he doesn't really know how to play center. And yeah, that he, was bad repeatedly <clears throat> blows the snap count, so that made, I, nobody else was ready. Made for some solid bonds, though. Oh, dude's <laughs> just getting blown by. <laughs> I mean, there's just all these captions, and the dudes, the dudes are. It's like it's like a lot of other things where like the dudes are getting crushed for getting blown by. When it's like, dude, when it's that bad, it's probably something else, man. Seriously. Um, that, I mean, I've been thinking about, though, the tackle has to absolutely hate the center for that, right? I mean, it makes him look like a clown. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know what I'm talking about with these Vons, right? Maybe it's just in all the Panther scenes. They're making jokes about them. Oh, but yeah. Just, oh, they're but, hilarious. But, I mean, with the dude just absolutely statue and the guy just flying by him. <laughs> I mean, that's how uh, yeah, uh, off rhythm it was on the snap counts. That's not good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was kind of a recipe for, for disaster. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. You, you, any bright side? There's not really, you know. I, this was like supposed to be the epic breakdown podcast, but there's not much to say. I mean, the Redskins just pretty much got run out of town. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. You, you're trying to stall. You, you don't want to talk about anything else until you want to just get to the call, so you can start the bitching. I, I, I see how it is. <laughs> but, no. Like I want uh, to, I want to have like well, a discussion about the, about the game, fumbles. and then like an educated on, discussion hold on, hold on. about the call that I know you and all Redskins fans think are the, the is the reason that you lost the game that you would have won it, but um, but but no, we can go ahead and jump to that. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> so where, where are we? Is it in the second quarter? Or is it still in the first quarter? Mm, yeah, I think it was second quarter. It was fourteen all. Okay, that's the thing I can remember if it was if it was fourteen seven or fourteen all. So the the Redskins would have gone ahead at this point. And the pass goes to uh, Greg Olson, who, in in the process of catching it, clearly, you know, lowers himself from what would normally be the top of his frame. Culver comes in. There is some contact, not between the helmets, but uh, but but mm-hmm. but among sort of like forearms, maybe some shoulder around the the head and neck area. The ball, in an odd way, sort of pops up in the air. Culver, you know, has mm-hmm. the has the wherewithal to grab it. And go the distance, and for what clearly would have been a play, I mean a touchdown. So, um, where to start? Now, you and I had a text exchange that I guess we, we could sort of recreate some of that here as well, because I think it's sort of yeah. an educated discussion. Um, what, what, I guess, what were your thoughts initially, and then having time to, to sort of think about it? What, what, what are your what are your thoughts overall of that play? So, you know, right away I hated it. I thought it was, you know, like first impression. Uh, I tweeted something like that, that calling it fear, you know, infuriating and. Egregious, and I mean, you know, you you try and obviously it it didn't go. It went against my team, so I'm I'm trying to take that out of the picture. I thought it was a horrible call. Yeah, you know, because it just he didn't. uh, He he just didn't really. It wasn't like a jarring collision, you know. It's not. It's not the sort of hit at all that you typically associate with that with an unnecessary roughness. Yeah, also didn't even fall down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's a he's a tall, strong. I'm not, dude, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that in a tough way. Like, yeah, yeah. But usually, when you get one of those like head clearing hits, the dude, you know, snaps back, kind of. Right. I, I, you know, so then uh, I went back at halftime after the game. I watched it a dozen times. I, I think my my 
position softened a little. I still think it was the wrong call. Uh, it may not have been just flagrantly horrible. I mean, because if you use the, quote, letter of the law, it, it does kind of look, at least in some angles, like um, Culliver's shoulder you know, the question The question really is, like, well, what part did it hit? Did it hit his face mask? I don't think so. It kind of did strike, like, at near or right below his neck area. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just um, – I think it shouldn't have gone that way, but I I guess certainly once it happened, like, Gruden was making noise afterwards about, like, oh, man, I really wish that was reviewable or challengeable. And for one thing, I don't think that it would have been overturned if that kind of thing was uh, yeah, yeah. challengeable. Yeah. Um, um, but – it bothered me. You know, a, a, a one take that I liked was by John Kime, who's one of the best Redskins beat guys, who said in one of his um, posts that he likened it to basically like doing 59 in a 55. And it, it, you know, strictly speaking, very strictly speaking, it was against, indeed, the letter of the law, probably. But it, it was, you know, that's the kind of thing that obviously nobody would expect to actually be enforced. So uh, I kind of feel that way about it. Right, 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 and then and then at the end when you found out he was going fifty nine and fifty five to like you know, it, I'm trying to think of the equivalent in the driving you know pick pick up his son from from uh, who's coming home. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was trying to think of some, something good that happened at the end of the, he's getting pulled over that's preventing <laughs> preventing him from doing something of great good like the, uh, like Culliver would have been doing there. Uh, yeah. All right, well I'll say a couple things. That, you know, a lot of people if if you're claiming the 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 um, you know, oh man, you know this. This is how football is just going soft, or the angle of, mm-hmm. well, you know, there's nothing he could do when Olsen lowers his head. Those are two gripes I both incredibly uh, agree with 100. Mm-hmm. percent But that's sort of an across the board thing that happens. We sort of see that all the time. I think I think about probably about a third of of the the blow to the head hits I feel like are in some ways caused by a dude who's in the most like starts his leaping motion and not even launching terribly. In the direction that would be good, but right, and then the and then the dude ducks. Or yeah, whatever. and and it's and often it's not the often it's not the wide receiver trying to do anything nefarious. He's just reacting to mm-hmm. a ball or something. Whereas the guys sort of reacted to the body. So, um, but it, they've just made clear that they don't care that they're going to sort of you know punish you either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, even even that being said, with the, the I, I absolutely agree with you on it being a soft call. The other thing, and I and I pointed this out to you is. I, it's one where like the ref, as soon as the hit went down, he mm-hmm. was he was reaching. If you could see, he was reaching for the flag and throwing it. He had right. no clue that it was going to turn into a pick and and a right. run, which I realized shouldn't affect whatever that action is. But I guess in the in the whether you want to go home cooking or conspiracy theory now conspiracy, that Cam's popular, right. yep. you know they right. want to keep him good or whatever. That doesn't play very well to the angle of. Oh, he he threw it once he saw the the you know the redskin running the other way. He clearly was reacting to. So if it was a bad call, it was a bad call on the action, and then it, it just happened to be sort of doubled down upon by by how it played out. So totally agree. Yeah, you 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 said that to me earlier, and I agree. And I I, I actually I could you could tell that like right away. I, I realized that on like the first replay, and I, I was looking for that and. Um, to- yeah, I just totally agree. He 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 was he was in the process of calling that before anybody was anywhere near having actual possession of it so
not to harp on the penalty thing. It's not so much the penalty nope. itself and whether it was legit, but uh, I think an interesting topic and, and something that fans have been like talking about a lot since then on Twitter is like, what what should the you know how should the Redskins have responded or reacted or whatever and like how much of this meltdown that immediately followed that and this so-called momentum swing was like directly related? Um, because I, I I I sort of said like I tweeted right after like. You know, if if the Redskins can't get it together, I think I actually said, you know, it's hard to blame them for not being able to recover from from that that you know a, a really brutal gut right. punch because you know it would have been twenty one fourteen, and then what you had was actually the Panthers went down and scored as a huge swing, and um and I so there have been a lot of takes about you know like well first of all they had many chances after that both on that that ensuing Pan- Panthers drive to to stop them or to hold them to a field goal and they didn't there was a there was a dropped interception in the end zone on that possession and there was a pass interference on that possession um and then you know subsequently uh the Redskins just didn't mount any sort of um you know uh, comeback effort whatsoever but uh there was a good discussion on ESPN 980 between Cooley who um you know day of and day after felt that I think he described it as what he what he thought was the worst call in the NFL all year and he didn't really come off that but he was talking to um Rick Walker who's a former Redskin who I'm actually going to read his quote and it's a little bit long but I, I just thought it was so good uh, that's Doc Basically, Walker right yeah it's Doc Rick, Walker Doc, exactly we, I, we he, know him well down in ACC country he used to call games for, for good Rick yeah so so his thing was basically like you got to suck it up and this is what he said you don't get to be fanboy when you're a professional football player. You don't get to say it was a bad call if you ever want to be a champion. You overcome it. You don't get a chance to be in maternity mode. You don't get that opportunity. You've got to stomach it. You've got to get through it. Or you'll always be the guy saying woulda, coulda, shoulda, and those are all appropriately words of losers. Who cares what went wrong? Overcome it. Get over it. That's why they're professionals. I'm not saying fans have to or analysts have to. But the guys in uniform have got to be tougher than that. They have to be of stronger mental makeup than that. If not, then they'll all be having Super Bowl parties because they'll never be in one. And, uh, I mean, the part that really jumped out was was when he said, I'm not saying fans have to or analysts have to. And I was like, yeah, guilty. I'm sitting here as, as like, just some dude and as a fan and as a so-called analyst or pundit or whatever I like to think of myself as. And, and I'm like, man, I don't blame them for folding. Like, there's got to be this overwhelming yep. sense of – futility when you know you need big plays big game-changing plays to win this game and you make one and it is sweet and it just gets neutralized but you know he as a former player is saying you just don't get to live that life when you're in the game if you're you know great comebacks will never happen in the NFL if you don't believe that something very unlikely is at least possible. No, I totally agree with you. And actually, this is sort of what I was starting with. I promise you I was actually going to bring it back to this play anyway when I was talking about watching the progression of the Panthers. And uh, a difference in the past couple years is you could saw where they had good players like Keekley and Cam, who obviously were still getting better, and, and, and some other good players around them too. And there were times where um, you know they'd lose to the Seahawks or somebody, and, and, and it'd be a play, sometimes a bad call, but also sometimes just a fumble or whatever, and you could just see how they, they just sort of caved afterwards. And so I do think a development right. of a team is uh, is not putting their heads down. I felt like Culliver specifically was somebody who you almost could see his energy level drop after they pulled that out from the rug yeah. for him. And like you said, you can't understand yeah. it. Now, getting very well, somewhat personal and also very deep into the psychological uh, element of it, I think that's why 
I never could have succeeded as an individual athlete, as a golfer, as a mm-hmm. tennis player. Never, ever, 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 because those people got to have the same like gut too. You, you know what I mean? But they got to do it on their. They have to do it yeah. on their own. You know, like if the yeah. ref, you know, yeah. all of a sudden they blow two calls in a row, and you know it, and you're in the Wimbledon final. Like you've got to pull pull your anger away from them, like and mm-hmm. the two points that you just got screwed on, and come back. I could never do it. Now I will. Me neither. Not even I, close. I'm so I'm soft. I'm so man. soft. Now, something I am decent at is I'm I'm pretty good in a team setting. Like I, I feel like, and, mm-hmm. and especially if, and this is something that go, helps uh, a team in a mental aspect, and it's something that the Redskins, through no fault of their own, and Kirk Cousins, through no fault of his own, of not being the guys, when you have a quarterback that everyone believes in, that you always, you know, have have a little bit more confidence and just like, yeah, dude, no, no worries, he'll get it back. You know, you know what I mean. Start. It, that's one thing right. that I feel like that belief in your team really does start with that psychological belief in the quarterback of of being able to make up a mistake somewhere along the way. But um, but yeah, but so I think that that that, that is where in team sports, it, people. It, it's it's cliche and announcers overuse it, but there there are elements of of you know who knows what's happening in the Seattle locker room where they're not as good as this year's last year. I'm not I'm not going to be able to yeah. say that it's Russell Wilson being more famous or this guy holding out contract, but there could be something very real where the chemistry is not the same, and when they get down, they don't believe that they're going to pull it out the way they did last year. And I think that's a real yeah. human element that affects itself in sports. And you're absolutely right. Absolutely. I, I think we saw it. Uh, play out there and, and and you are right about how teams have to be able to pull each other out. Col- Culliver should be able to go and and go crazy and his teammates should know to let him bitch for 30 seconds and then be like, "Yo dude, uh, you're going to get right. two more this game because you're the best, you know, whatever." And that that's how team, you know. And then he yeah. and, and and this year's Redskins are supposed to be you know, they're supposed to be like better. That was the talk with they that. Had we it. talked yeah. about it, yeah. you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago about about winning mentality or whatever, and they've got some. They've got more. They've got some veteran guys who have been on winning teams, and you know it has peaked through. They had that ridiculous comeback uh, against the Bucks, but they it it did seem like they they kind of faxed it in a little bit. This is a that. long longer story, but have I told you? If I've told it already, I definitely won't repeat. It. Have I told you the Tom the Tom Brady boots story before? Okay, there's a kid I knew who went to Fayetteville State University and then was an undrafted free agent, but he was on the Patriots squad, which then I think actually got him another job for like a year on a practice squad just because he was like, if if Belichick took you as an undrafted free agent, everybody's like, what's he got? What's he got? You know? So he was playing pretty well, like in, you know, he just didn't, didn't make the team. He's just, you know, but, and that's the other thing is if you're on the, in, in the Patriots camp, you fully believe you could make the team because you've seen them use so many other just dudes, right? right? So he told this great yep. story between it before a preseason game where Brady like pulled the whole team in and he lied, you know, I don't know, locker room. Wow, I can't, I can't tell you the setting or give you the exact details, but he just brought them all in and he had like 75 pairs of cowboy boots all lined up, all <laughs> like in their sizes, you know, and like personalized or whatever, you know. And he wow. goes, dude, these, like, I bought these for you guys. Because I make big money for plays that you guys make. I bought these with my own money. Wow. Um, because, you know, yeah. and he said, now let's grab these boots and let's go kick the Buccaneers' ass tonight, you know? And, oh my and, God. And like, it's like, dude, that, like, that stuff matters. It's, 
Yeah, now obviously you can't go out and like talk tough like that and be the big leader if you're you know not a great quarterback. You do have to back it up and, and have the skills. But man, like the the rallying a team and, and right. just however that camaraderie is built, um, it, it it matters and it it's plays a pretty out, awesome I think, story. Teams. Yeah, yeah. One uh, last thing, actually, about? yeah, I thought of something I want to touch on quickly. I tweeted about it a little bit um, after the game. I don't know if you saw that Jason Hatcher. Uh, and several other players actually sort of insinuated or even more explicitly um, suggested that the Redskins in this game and, and in recent past have been like um, essentially screwed by refs because of bias against their racist mascot and team name. Uh, yes, I did hear something about this. I think that this is ridiculous. Um, some people are reaching out, reaching back and, and referring to I guess it's a former ref Mike Carey, who I think is retired now, at one yeah, point yep. did say that he had a big problem with the Redskins name and that he used to ask the league not to call, like not to be assigned to Redskins games because he didn't want to deal with the name. And so a lot of Redskins fans have taken that to mean, oh, like all these refs are objecting to it. That may or may not be true, but in my opinion, if you're going to go ahead and, and ref a Redskins game, the idea that in the moment you're going to potentially call something against them that you otherwise wouldn't have because you think their game is a, their 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 team name is offensive to me is absurd i mean these guys get graded so tightly and scrutinized and their jobs depend on the correctness of their calls i mean we talked about how you know the the most of the officiating this year or a lot of yep. it has been not that good but like there is no way these guys are taking personal vendettas against the redskins to the level of calling unnecessary roughness when it wasn't there. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, I, I don't think people quite realize how, how tightly they are judged and, and thus are awarded postseason games and more exactly. money and stuff like that. You'd have to really be committed to the cause. To, exactly. Uh, You'd have to, to basically uh, be a plant. Um, yeah, so... Uh, uh, the, the, there are a lot of interesting discussions about the humanity uh, of refs and, and and what what goes through them. I I, th- I think there can be other things that that affect them from being fifty fifty. But I, I I mean I think that that one is way 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 so far. I was kind of um, embarrassed about that from from the list, but uh, um, I, I did see that and, and I saw the thing about the guy asking not to do uh, Redskins games, which yeah. was which is interesting and definitely like. Uh, Helps give credence and legs to the the theory, but uh, but I, I don't see it either, man. Nah, it's a stretch. What do you think? We saw some more bad officiating on on a Monday night game. I've got some theories as to the future of officiating or what it should be. Do you have any like best? Mm way to fix refing, or do you think it's bad? I feel like it's becoming a, a discussion of officiating being bad in the NFL or all levels or all sports or whatever you, you seem to, whatever you think officiating is. Yeah, I've been trying to decide today because there's so much talk about how it's been horrible this year. You wonder if it's just a recency bias. It does seem bad right now. I don't know if it's actually any worse than it's been. Um, I don't know if I have a great solution. I mean, it seems like I wonder if the inevitable progression is towards every play reviewable at some point. Yeah, okay. I, I think it is. And I don't know. I, do you use the, like, 10-second back button, like when you have a, a DVRable device? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The football even played at the fastest level. I've, I've watched this with some UNC football games, one of those teams that, like, tries to get up to the line very fast. Almost mm-hmm. every play, you have enough time to see the play, and then if as the play ends, like, it's – 
when the guy hits the ground, if you hit the 10-second back button, see the play again, and then hit live, and you still got plenty of time before the next play even starts, right? So I have this theory Mm -hmm. that, you know, the reason the refs are on the field is because for the longest time, that's where the best view of the game was. And now that's not where the best view of the game is. The best view of the game is knowing the technology, using the technology. I think we've, there's a little bit of ego for being the guy, you know, the crew chief in the head. I think we need to start putting trained, like, full veteran officials and start training them or having them work directly with video booth guys and have their own booth and three and four screens. And you have a crew chief that's in the booth and, and four or five guys flanking, especially the NFL level. Obviously you can't do this at high school, but I mean, they already got like nine guys probably on the, you know, something, you know, so you have a crew chief and three or four other guys in the booth, all with like specific angles of, of TV and every play, you just let it play out. Let them start running back to the huddle while you watch the play one more time. And and by the time the play yeah. runs runs through, everybody knows what action to watch to look for a penalty. That's all you can also maybe even yeah. avoid some like, man, that's a ticky tack hold call on something where now we see the quarterback wasn't even looking at going there. No reason to call that flag, mm-hmm. you know, on, on on that guy. Um, I, I just think that that that. Is where they should be going, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know if they will. Uh, as, as somebody's pointed out, it doesn't necessarily hurt the ratings to have bad officiating, as long as your answers are final. I don't think you can get into reversing decisions after they. Mm-hmm. People talked about that in the Duke Miami football game, but gamblers are not going to go for that. You ain't going to be appealing to people yeah. in reversing decisions. But it, that that well, as for the ratings, I mean, one thing about football, I think it, we've we've seen with like all the, uh, you know horrible press and like criminal behavior lately that the demand is is very inelastic i mean they they could really do anything they want it could be a six-hour broadcast and it's just going to still be ragingly yeah, popular but but even that play that we're talking about if a dude hits you know if, if they let it play through and then a guy watches it one more time in like half speed good chance that he mm-hmm. doesn't even throw it you know why why does it the flag yeah. gets thrown and they, they do discuss and pick up sometimes but like why not with the education of, of a second quick glance you know um, I think there's time mm-hmm. for that. One thing I'll throw in, too, that probably has no application, but that I, I always think about, is that the sport with, by 100 miles, the best replay system, you know what I'm thinking Hockey? of? Tennis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, the one thing I'll say about the tennis one is, we all assume that that replay computer never makes mistakes, because it, 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 it well, doesn't yeah. show me a replay, it shows me a graphic that always matches what, I mean the graphics always going to match what the thing says you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. it does the best job of convincing but everybody's satisfied you know <laughs> exactly yeah and I agree with you to do it but I always do wonder that I'm like well why the hell is the graphic ever going to like disagree with with what the ruling was like that's all it is you know <laughs> well I'm waiting for that also that time that that inevitably sometime right like the 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 the, the silhouette the crisp HD silhouette of that ball mark has to perfectly line up with the like line, a, like, right? When's like that a, one coming? Ta- where where everyone's looking at it and they still like it's can't a literal tell. tangent, like a dot of the yeah, and, exactly. And, what, and what's the call on that? I get like what's the call on a tangent? I don't even know. Um, don't know. Okay, so I've heard this directly. You know that there's a company. One of your boys may actually work with them. I can't. I can't remember, but uh, the, there's a company in Durham. It's they, it's Stats Inc. and 
Uh, there's a bunch of sports technology. There's automated, automated insights, insights yes, and those guys, yes. Okay, all together. One of the things I think that they, I, I, I may be wrong on this, but I think they were the yellow line guys. I think that's one of the things that they. Uh, oh yeah, right. And, yeah. and so we've had one of those guys on, on our radio show before, and I swear he said, mm. "Dude, you, I mean, you, you watch golf on TV, some right? So you know how yeah. they can like tell you this put this putt is like 27 foot." You know, 13 inches with a laser. Right. So, like, why can't yeah. they do uh, yard markers? Like, why do we still have to do that? that the, the chain links, you yeah. know, which is all clearly inefficient. Right. So, the dude said straight yeah. up, like, no, abs- hands down, we have the technology. We don't need those. And it's 100% about, like, that's part of the damn game, man. Those dudes in the chain, the chain game, really? man. and the and the the moment of walking out there and stretching it out. I mean, like, just like you're saying with the tennis. He, I mean, he says basically it right. exists. We're like, if you wanna, if you wanna tell me, like, now you've got to, I guess, place it, uh, you know, the first time or whatever. But they they can like boop you a laser, tell it, you know, where exactly ten <laughs> yards. You know, put you down the field, and when you're exactly on it, and how many inches are you are from it when it was down. Uh, so uh, I thought it was interesting to hear that. But uh, that's you know, a lot of sports is uh, entertainment. I think so. And and I just like you said, if the if if it's inelastic, truly, then then they don't have a ton of incentive to fix the officiating 100. percent right. It's like why why not let people argue about what the outcome should have been? You you know, you still get to call winner, loser, move on. All right, I say this non-joking, 100% serious. What do you think the Redskins' playoff chances are right now? Uh, I mean, well, we're, if they beat the Giants next week or in a few then days. Then you got to feel really good, uh, right? They're going to be in first yeah. place. That's, I mean, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, um, I'm not joking. And they, they've shown, you know, again, throw it. No, but, but, you know, yeah, but you're – the answer to your question is I don't feel good about their chances because they just they they've looked pretty good at home. I think they're four and one at home, but they they can't they don't have any of the stuff that you know everyone most people believe you need in December and yeah, January. But, but they, they, I, I think you're looking at this most of the thing that people think you need to look at three other teams who all don't look very good right now. I mean, I, I, I'm. Well, well, with Romo back, Dallas is the All best. All right. Well, team guess what? Far. They're about to get handed a loss on Thanksgiving Day. We'll take care of that one. Probably, but they're favored. Not anymore, sucker. It, that 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 shit uh, straightened out. And, and the last time that they were favored against, I'm a huge Panthers fan this week. The last man. time the Cowboys were favored against a 10 and 0 team was in 1985, and they lost 44 to nothing to Ron Rivera. And that's happening again, baby. Wow, that's that's a nice yeah. one. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the only reason that that's a Vegas thing where people know that on Thanksgiving, people in Las Vegas are going to bet on the Cowboys because that's the only team they'll be able to guarantee right. is playing. Like your grandmother who's right. in Vegas, well, oh, put a hundred dollars on the Cowboys. That that's why the line goes that way. <laughs> uh, seriously, and that now, oh, Robo's back, put two hundred. Um, and that and now it's it's straightening out a little bit as 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 people were jumping all over it. But all right, so. Right. I mean, the Eagles look like a tra- – Chip Kelly is running back to college. Chip Kelly is absolutely spending the whole week <laughs> talking to college. He's talking to South Carolina. He's talking to USC. He's probably fl- fl- – LSU. That dude is checked out. He is done. Yeah. So you got to feel good about that. The Giants, I-, I think, are like the team you worry about. And, yes, they have more November, December medal. But like I said, with the, well, 
And the Redskins match up terribly with the Giants. They almost always lose to the but Giants. But you got two so. games against them, right? No, we already lost. Oh, my one. bad. I'm sorry. But okay, and then now, I, and yeah. I haven't gone the uh, in depth and looked what the Giants' rest of the game schedule is. But you can you can even win the division losing to them because you play like you know some teams yeah. like the Bills and maybe Texans. Maybe right. I can't remember. We got the Bears. Bears. Yeah, come on. Um, you, you don't like you, you can give yourself a chance. Uh, I mean, there, there's a there's a chance. It's just I don't. They don't look. You know the 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 math is is more favorable than than you know the reality. Like they just they're not a good team. I mean, and, and I just can't really bring myself to um, take them seriously. Like you know, even uh, some some other team has to emerge and become better than what I think the Redskins are. I don't know, right man. See, I watched the uh, the the Panthers win, win a division at at seven eight and one last year. All right, yeah. So you got yeah, it, it's Giants. possible. Yeah, you, look, you win your next two games, then you're in the driver's seat. I mean, it's the Cowboys that yeah. you got twice. That's what it is. Right. Yes. Giants, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Bears, Bills, at Eagles. That, seriously, that that's a I, I'm guaranteeing a win for that at Eagles game. I don't even. You know, we've been saying it all season. The the thing, like, I'm not even gonna go there. I really don't see it happening. It could happen. If it even comes close to that, it'll be it'll be very exciting. But I'm I'm just satisfied that as we get towards Christmas. They're probably going to be playing games that matter, so that's a that's not a common thing for Redskins fans. So I'm I'm. Oh, uh, Giants are going to lose a game to the Panthers and the Vikings. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> you need to get you need to get optimistic about the Redskins. Yeah, I mean they got to win. They got to show me anything on All the right, road. All right, so what do they? Yeah, so what do they got to do against the Giants? Well, you have to win at home against the what Giants. What do they got to do to win? Uh, you were telling me the matchup's know, bad. They gotta, how, how do they? How do they flip they, that? Besides, I'm, I'm not even sure exactly what it is. It's just that they always have our number. Oh. They I, they're gonna have to find some semblance of a running yeah, game, get, and then Cousins gonna have to not turn over. How do you over. get the running game going? I don't know. Here's the main problem. Well, there's several, but the so the the Redskins um, are playing and have been for like a month without their uh, their week one starters at left guard and center. That's Sean Laveo and Corey Lickensteiger. Those guys are not world beaters, but they're like – Laveo was actually playing yep. pretty well. I mean, they're like average and uh, or close to it. The the guys that came in for them are just bums. Yeah. I mean, Spencer Long, it's it's disappointing, but he was a third-round pick, but he's, he's not a good left guard, and Laribius is a disaster at center. <laughs> so it's like you take two guys next to each other on the line – who are just not professional grade, you've got three gaps right there that are suspect on every running play. I mean, it's just, I don't know how they're going to get any rhythm yeah. going. I didn't, uh, it was hard to gauge what the uh, Redskins defense was like against the Panthers because with the five turnovers, they were put in so many tough situations. Um, they were. They the, the, the defense is not good. The, they, the scheme all since preseason has been to basically allow everything underneath. So they'll give you, like a screen, you know, they'll, they'll give you a short, a quick out, or like a, a three or four yard pass play with potential for run after catch anytime you want it. I mean, that's basically what the the play to Olsen was with the with the penalty. I mean, uh, so so they give that, and the tackling is a disaster. Some people had them at over thirty missed tackles in that game. Um, so I don't know how you fix that in November. You know, it's just 
that's that's a big reason why I'm so I can't bring myself to like really get into the playoff talk. I mean, you have to be able to tackle. I don't know, man. Maybe I've spent more time than you watching some of these other NFC East teams, but the <laughs> probably bumps. And you're you're suggesting by Roma they are good when Romo's back. Guess what? Roma might only might not be back for very long. He, we, we, I, I might. I'm That's giving you fifty fifty that we knock him out of the game again this week with uh, with the way <laughs> we come after uh, uh, quarterback. So um, I, I I just it, it is not. I am not sitting here saying, man, the Redskins got a lot to be to be looking forward to the rest of this season. They, they got a great easy road ahead of them. I think they've got not right. a uh, a miserable road ahead of them. There aren't any more. You know brain-busting teams in front of them. Right. And, they're, they're all winnable and, games. And they're you're winnable. looking at seeing, hey, can we win three of these? Can we win three of these? Three doesn't mean that, we'll, that we will win the division, but if we win three of these games, there's a good chance that we will be second yeah. in our division. And, and you know, then, then it depends on what other teams do. So win three, you, you're still talking. Win four, you might be looking, you know, head of the yeah. class. So um, I, I, I don't yeah. know. I just think it's, uh, it could happen. Get on yep. board. Chin up, buddy. <laughs> um, any Anything else you want to tackle specifically uh, this week? Um, you know, there's two things I wanted to mention. Just the, One was um, against the Patriots, they, you know, the Redskins lost. They were never really in the game. They were, they were pretty badly overmatched. But the reason they look kind of just sort of like comical – was because they had a ridiculous number of drop passes in that game. I think they had seven like obvious drops. Uh, against the Panthers, it was the fumbles. It was like, and what I'm what I'm driving at here is like within one game, just repeated problems. I feel like it makes you look more amateurish than you are. I mean, it, it was kind of like you know, the Patriots was just like drop after drop, and against the Panthers. They 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 lost four fumbles and Chris Thompson had a fifth that they recovered. When you fumble five times in the game, you just look like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I, I feel like they have to. It's impossible to regain any sort of momentum or confidence when you're just repeating the same dumb error over and over. So that that really kind of stuck right. out to me. I mean, Cousins had two of them, but it's just they got that's well, ridiculous. Is, they got. Is it better that. to be? Like, is it more frustrated to see that? I, I definitely know what you mean by, like, the bumbling aspect of it. The other one that that, that I hate is when somebody is, like, handing off, m- m- like, right up the middle, and they keep getting, like, six and seven yards. I know I know, right, I know, know, it's yeah. not the same as drop passes, but you're just like, oh, my God. I, mean, I guess it's kind of like missed tackles. But, but okay, so, like, yeah. anything that you could run a highlight of them doing the exact same thing eight times, and you're like, guys, what are we doing here? You know, right. With, with yeah, the exactly. Do, 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 do the music, right? All right, is it more yeah. frustrating for that? Or if it was like, man, we we execute like we didn't have any mistakes and we and we just aren't aren't going anywhere. Not not that the the score wouldn't have been as bad. And and again, I'm not even saying it's right. with the Panthers, but like watching a team lose, what's more frustrating? Like an endless run of mistakes, or man, we played a really clean game and we're just like not as good as they are. Uh, you know, as a as a good question. I mean, it probably depends on the 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 team and sort of like where they are and their fans and their philosophy. I mean, as a Redskins fan, you really, not that, not that you, I would have taken some great solace in like a close loss. Cause this moral victory stuff, we're all very tired of it, but um, you want them to go on the road 
and just kind of like if they get beat, they get beat. Like the, the Panthers are a better team, but to just get beat by 30 and we, I I would have much rather they they played you know kind of a clean game and just not have been yep. as good because you just just like just be competent, just be be professional. That's that's what we're dying to see right yep. now.